Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Poison Root, Chapter 8 Fruit of the Tree. His heart pounding, Trip crept through the lines of pews as silently as he could. On every side there was complete disarray discarded walking sticks, torn clothing, a small purse that jingled when he picked it up. He carefully placed it back where it had been, feeling as though the very walls were watching him. The further he crept towards the tree, the more uneasy he felt. A chill ran down his spine. Victor, he murmured, the tree is dying. Ain't never heard of that, the man grunted, but then he too looked up from the pile of rags he was searching through. It looks... Sickly, though. Sickly was an understatement. The branches, which normally carried a healthy silvery sheen, were dark and hanging low, their leaves golden or red. Black fruit hung from the branches, like pouches of disease ready to drop off. It was as if it were a completely different tree to the one Trip had seen earlier. Is that fruit? Trip said, reaching for one of them. Victor's hand shot out and grabbed his wrist. Aye, lad, and we'll not be touching it. Tripp stared at the old man. Beneath the perennial scowl, Tripp saw the faintest tinge of worry. He nodded. Suddenly, one of the pieces of fruit dropped to the ground. It rolled between Tripp's feet, and he turned to follow its movement, bouncing along. It came to rest next to a small wooden trapdoor hidden from view behind a pillar. Victor let go of his wrist and walked over to the small hatch, kicking the fruit to one side as he did so. Well, there ain't any other ways out of this room. Reckon this is it, he said, and he opened the trapdoor. Beneath it, a short ladder led down to a dirt floor. Dim light flickered off up a passageway down there. Wait here, Victor said quietly, then climbed down into the dimness. Can you see anything? Trip hissed. Victor shook his head and waved a hand at Trip, drew his sword, and walked off into the tunnel. Trip rocked back on his heels and looked around. The sounds of violence outside were swallowed up by the vast, oppressive silence of the church. It seemed to fill the entire space, pressing around him like cotton wool. Off to one side, the black fruit was lying on the ground. Tripp stood and walked over, stooping to pick it up. It was like a small, wrinkled apple, though its skin was quite firm, and as it lay in his hand he began to feel warmth coming from it. He held it for a moment, and felt a sort of ripple running through its skin. It pulsed like a beating heart. Trip yelped and dropped it. Suddenly Victor was at his side. You were right. Trip nodded, took a deep breath and let it out. I'm fine. I picked up the fruit. It's like it's alive. Hmm, told you not to pick it up. Guess you'll have to stay with me. Victor sighed and moved back to the trapdoor. Stay behind me. Follow this instruction, boy, or it'll be the last I give you. The feeling of panic receded, and Trip followed as the old man went back down the ladder. By the time Trip was standing on the dirt floor, Victor was already on guard, sword held ready. The blade seemed to glow slightly silvery in the dim light from the trapdoor, which allowed them to see the details of the corridor. It was mostly dirt and tree roots. They seemed to wind all around the tunnel, forming a large part of the walls. This ain't something natural, Victor muttered. "'Tis a maid thing.' "'Made by who?' "'This a church thing, boy?' Tripp shook his head. "'We worship the tree from its base.' 
We worship the branches. I've never heard of anything much related to its roots. They crept along the tunnel which wound around to the left. Father Liam, you know him? Tripp shook his head. No, he whispered. He's probably a researcher, though. The church is interested in the tree. There was a report I copied. H hang on. Tripp stopped as he turned his mind inwards, and he was suddenly running through the corridors of the library, to the writing room, and then to a specific desk. The report was laid out on the desk. Report 253, third month, Father William Barron, Oak Edge. I have possibly succeeded in finding the propagation vector for the one tree, a simple method, really. It is almost a symbiotic organism, reliant on its human counterparts to reliably and safely move its branches from one place to another. Its presence in an area ensures that nutrients are added to the surrounding soil, as well as taken from it, resulting in a higher-than-average crop yield, and thus beneficial effects. However, the increased... Stop! Victor hissed. Tripp opened his eyes and the text was gone. What does all that mean? No idea, Tripp replied, then blinked and strained to see in the half-light. Church researchers have to send regular reports. He looked at Victor, frowning. It was something I was set to copy out at the library. I've never really known what it meant or needed it. Oak Edge? That's way down to the southwest. Is it? Victor grabbed Tripp's arm and put his face close to the boy's. You mean you don't know? Why are you holding it in your head if it's useless? Tripp struggled against the man's grip. I don't know. I just remember things. It's always been like that. Victor held the stare for a moment more, then relaxed his grip. Tripp rubbed his wrist with a frown. Father Tomix always used to say I was blessed by the tree, he muttered. Victor turned and moved on. The path continued to curve around to the left, and a warm light reached into the tunnel. Victor held out a hand as he stopped. Quiet now, he whispered. He began to sneak, cat-like, every muscle ready for action as he moved out of the tunnel. As Tripp followed him, he tried to take in the chamber in front of them. It was a large space, not unlike the church above. The walls dirt intermingled with roots, and those same roots seemed to reach a sort of meeting point in the furthest corner of the room, lining the walls impenetrably. Tripp gaped. The roots combined to form a tall shaft of wood floor to ceiling, and in front of it knelt Father Liam. Hundreds of root tendrils were hanging off the shaft, which Tripp realised was right under the tree above. Several of the tendrils were wrapped around Father Liam's head like a crown. Another failure, the priest said. Tripp started forward, but Victor's arm stopped him, as the priest went on. They went off in different directions again. No unified movement at all. Altering the effect of the fruit is proving far more difficult than we thought. Perhaps a whole body sacrifice is necessary after all. There was a whisper, and all of the root tendrils seemed to ripple as if a wind had swept through them. Father Liam nodded. At least it's no longer killing them. Releasing the spores into the library was... <gasps> Tripp gasped before he could stop himself, and Liam's head whipped around unnaturally fast. The twig-like roots around his head unbent and retracted back into the main bulk, and he rose, turning towards them. There was a pause as his eyes flickered from Trip to Victor. Don't move, Victor said, raising his sword. Father Liam began to walk forward. I said, stay there, or I'll cut you down where you stand. Father Liam took another step, holding Victor's gaze, then stopped. Why, Why are you here? Trip licked his lips, his mouth suddenly dry. The man's voice was still recognisably Father Liam's, but there were odd harmonics to it, like a second voice speaking at the same time. What you're doing with the townsfolk needs to stop. Father Liam chuckled and shook his head. 
Why? They're happy enough. I'm happy. Can't you hear the sound of their merry tramping feet? He gestured off to the tunnel, and sure enough, the sound of footsteps moving in perfect step echoed into the room. Victor slowly backed away, sword raised, until he was next to Trip. See, I'm thinking, maybe I should just knock you down now, and see what the mayor thinks tomorrow. You're, You're welcome, welcome to try, try, said the thing that held Father Liam's shape. Even as Trip watched, that shape broke down. His arms extended with a horrific crunching noise, fingers becoming claws. It hunched over on itself, crouching slightly to bring freakishly long arms to bear. Its eyes turned golden, and with a horrifying scream, it leapt across the intervening space. Victor stumbled backwards as the creature battered into his sword. Trip screamed as five villagers swarmed into the room and raced towards them, apparently moving as one being. Father Liam had become a slashing tornado of arms and claws, each one barely blocked by Victor's sword. Trip pressed himself back against the wall, away from the violence, and began to edge towards the corner. The villagers blankly stared through the fight, moving straight towards Trip in perfect step, arms outstretched. Looking wildly around for an escape route, Trip felt the memories rise up in him, overwhelming him. It is a hot day, he watches from the tower where he works, the combat training that he will soon be given. The monks are stripped to the waist, sweat on their bodies. He watches two fighters practicing a move over and over. One comes at the other, hands out for a choke or a grab. The other puts his hands here and there, and suddenly the attacker's balance is gone, his reach overextended. He falls. Trip feels a sudden painful smack against his knuckles, still resting on the table. Stop lollygagging, boy. There's work to be done. He turns back to his work, copying out endless parchment. Almost without thinking about it, Trip allowed himself to fall into the memory, putting his hands here and there on the nearest villager. The villager fell into two others, a tumbling mess of cloth and flesh. Trip felt the first seed of hope take root in him. Then hands grabbed his habit, his arms, his neck. He began to claw at them, scratching, but they pinched and squeezed. His vision started to go black at the edges. He looked over at Victor. Even as he watched, the old man sliced through one of the long arms that was attacking him, then turned a full circle, crouched, sliced the other. The sword swept up, round, and through the creature's midsection. At least we got one, Trip thought, before darkness took him.